Hello, and welcome to St. Louis City Press, an international friendly. I'm Phil Halley. Joining me tonight, Nathan Halley. How's it going? Patrick Stark. Hello. Drew Wolfson. Daylight come and I want to go home, Phil. Uh, and our man in Hanoi, Chris Hoff. Hello, everyone. We have another night, another recap podcast where we need to go over a loss. 3 nothing Sounders. First, there were some problems among some on the podcast with watching the game. Nathan, what do you have for us? Yeah, so I don't. I don't like to talk about my disabilities and I have one that's like real and then I have one that's not so real, but tonight really messed with me and that's I'm red, green, colorblind. And for some reason, MLS decided that it was perfectly cool to have St. Louis City play in their their home pinks against Seattle in greens. Now, okay, so I had a really, really hard time uh, differentiating the teams to the point where a lot of times I would just know what had happened based on which direction the ball was going after people had gotten it. I, I got a little better after my sister said, hey, start watching the pants. Uh, that's a hard transition to make, believe it or not. I, I actually will will definitely mention this to our man on the inside. It, it really ruined the experience for me in a lot of ways, worse than the the quality of the the play of the team. It, it was just legitimately hard for me to follow the action sometimes. Now, I, I know that there have been comments about color balance and production and stuff, so I don't know if, if some of that was, was going on. Maybe my TV was a little screwy, although I don't think I was the only one who was having these problems based on a cursory look of social media. So that feels like a pretty big screw-up uh, by MLS and the teams. Um, so not, you know, I, I was set off from the beginning, and... Hopefully that won't that won't happen again because it it sucked. Well, let's throw it to our man in optometry and our man in the away jersey, Patrick Stark. This is a known problem. Uh, the NFL had the color rush jerseys several years back and had a red team play a green team, and it was like tops and bottoms were just solid colors. So this is a thing that major league sports should be aware of. Yeah, and shouldn't happen. City in general has made great efforts to make the game accessible to all, and this seems like a bit of a misstep. All right, moving on to talk about the soccer itself. Before we get into the pain of talking about this game, let's talk about the starting lineup. It was a little bit surprising to see the announcement of the starting lineup. We were running a 5-3-2 uh, with five at the back. What did we think about that, Chris? Well, obviously a defensive shape from the outset. Uh, you're really relying on, uh, I guess, Nelson and Nerwinski to be creative players for you, which paid some dividends in the first half, but it's just setting up for, like, in a mindset and a formation that puts you sort of on the back foot, I think. And in the end, that seemed to be the case uh, based on the result. Nerwinski did have some nice runs in the in the first half, I thought. Yeah, Nerwinski and Vasilev up the right side. There were some, you know, we lo- we looked decent. We we held them. Um, we shut down the much talked about Leo Chu Jordan Morris combination in the first half. I would like to point out um, that the the announcers did uh, well. Maybe it, maybe not a great job announcing like what was happening on the field, which could have been helpful to those of us who who couldn't see it as much. But they did spend a fair amount of time describing the different ways you could potentially describe the formation that we had chosen. Maybe it was a 5-3-2. Maybe it was a 3-2-3-2. Maybe it was a... They, they went on and on about that. So 
That was fun. I, I think I agree with Chris that it. So when I saw it, I was like, OK, well, we're coming out. We're playing for a draw uh, at a tough away game and we're going to play super defensively. Well, when the, the wingbacks are known defenders, then it's a 5-3-2. It's not a 3-2-3-2 or anything else. It's. I think when commentators do that kind of formation waffling, it sounds to me like they know about as much as the viewers do about it. Like what's the, we, we can, we can see what's the difference between the five, three, two and the, and whatever the, the three, four, three or whatever they're trying to do. You know, that's a great point. And I kind of tangentially to that, since the game was on so late, I was watching some of like the pregame and the MLS 360 and they were just saying basically all the same things that we have been saying. It felt validating in a way. Or is it a is it a condemnation of Apple's coverage? So it also made me realize I never need to watch it again. Nobody knows anything. That's true. The formation, the the numbers formation system, like uh, is an attempt to share a very complex series of interdependent interactions in a simple set of three numbers. It's it's impossible. You know, it's just a very, they're all very loaded terms and, and hyper complex and. And they don't all mean the same thing when you're depending on the team and the situation and the personnel. So, yeah, it is a lot of nonsense. In summary, we came out with extra people on defense. We held Seattle through the first half. Maybe we were playing for a draw. You know, we were playing for the defense, hoping for opportunities. We did have some opportunities in the first half. Maybe an opportunity. Uh, two or three. I think we, we played well in the first half. Um, but we didn't do a whole lot of attacking. But we looked like we were still very much in the game up until the wonder goal at minute 65. All right. So let's talk about the second half when the goals started to go in. What was the breaking point? You know, was the goal or had it already happened when the substitutions were made? I think things were trending that way. You could kind of feel it coming. I was pretty pleased after the first half, to be honest. I thought we held our own. I thought it was back and forth. I don't know what the shot totals and, and statistics really dictated, but I was not worried. I was actually shocked by how poor we were after the first five minutes of the second half in terms of just trying to play the game that we've all come accustomed to, to watching from St. Louis. It just wasn't there. Early in the 50-something the minute, you know, early 50s, I was hoping for some subs, and it looked like we needed them. To be fair, I, and I felt the same way. The subs came on and didn't really do anything. Well, Blom came on and got hurt, which is worse yeah, than going That forward. really sucks. And it looked like a bad one. I also spent some of the drive back from your house, Phil, really hoping that Stroud doesn't have COVID. For some reason, that just that idea just got in my head. He was nowhere to be seen. They, I don't think his name was mentioned, nor did the camera pan to him, so... I'm a little, a little worried about it. Not to not to start spreading rumors. You heard it here first. Nope, you didn't. Well, Chris, you made an you made an interesting point in the a little behind the scenes for our listeners in in the Discord chat that there is there is somewhat of a fall off between our our starters and some of the replacement players. I'm I'm curious who particularly you were well, thinking. Look, the fact is that a, a large swath of our bench are unproven young players and city two graduates basically like there is not anyone you can point to and say he's the difference maker he's the super sub we don't have that sort of consistent level of quality from the starting 
11 or maybe the, the 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 best 13 or so players and the rest of the bench and we're not pulling a Rui Diaz off the bench. Right. I don't think any team in the league has that. Seattle did it to us today. They brought Rui Diaz off the bench and they brought a bear off the bench. Seattle's the best team in the league though. And we knew that. We knew that going in. We knew it's going to be a hard game. Look at Charlotte. They had they had so much they didn't even have any consistency in the starting lineup. They have their DPs, and it's arguable how good the, their DPs are. And then, yeah, and it, the inconsistency throughout the the starting side is manifest. I feel that that way about some of uh, some of these other teams. Seattle, we know, is just good. I guess the point is that we shouldn't expect game changers off the bench. And so this uh, panic: why isn't the coach making sub- substitutions at fifty? five or 65 minutes it's because the choices just aren't there and you made that yourself i mean i think it's it's fine to let the the players that are the top quality players play uh, until they physically can't anymore in the case of Blom. so i think maybe the bigger problem isn't necessarily that we don't have people come off the bench it's that i don't think we necessarily have a style we can shift to 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 adjust necessarily it seems like if what we do isn't working, we're in a tough spot. I, I, I'm keep I'm gonna keep coming back to this because I I'm feeling more strong about it. It doesn't feel like we have good midfield possession. Missing Alm again probably really hurt that, but so we're not getting a lot of transition up to the forwards who without getting too much into it, I feel like especially in the second half, virtually weren't there. Even a Denneran when he came on, he was maybe the worst of all of them. I don't know. They were all terrible. Part of the five the five three two is that you're saying, well, you can have the midfield. Here it is. We're going to put three guys there instead of, uh, you know, five or four. Yeah, we basically just lost Ostrak or Stroud, one of them, for having a third center back in there. Any thoughts on why uh, Leuven came off? I thought he played his normal game in the first half. Didn't notice as much in the second half, and then he got he got yoinked. I, th- I thought it was just weird to. S- start a new system that the team hadn't played before in any of the games away at the best team in the league. However, that being said, the first half looked looked fine, and I was quite reassured. Uh, I, I can't – I don't fault Coach Carnell for his tactics because for 45 minutes we limited them to uh, – Berkey was active, but there was there's nothing that – Maybe one shot that you would expect them to score most times. Uh, it didn't look as threatening as maybe you would have expected it to in the first half. And I think Seattle might say, Seattle fans might say the same. We stymied them to a certain extent, and putting that wall of five defenders up there is part of that. But uh, I, I think the tactic was right, but it was really flat in the second half. Well, the goal they scored, I mean, it was a pretty incredible goal and it's not like we were no one did anything particularly wrong on that play it was just it was just a good goal i I will agree that the shot was good i think our defense was caught pretty flat-footed to allow it to get to the point where that guy could take that shot anyway back to my question does anyone have any thoughts on why leuven got pulled do you think it was just giving him a break i don't think he was great i don't think he was great i don't i'm maybe he saw something more than than we saw the coach, but I don't think he was great. I, the game wasn't was sort of passing him by more times than not. When he did get the ball, he was okay with it, but I, I don't think he had a 
particularly good game? So I have a couple of thoughts, questions that I want to pose to the, the group. Early in the season, there was a fair amount of punditry saying that our advantage or positing that our advantage was that uh, our team had been playing together for a while and so they had a chance to gel. Do we think that maybe now we have lost that advantage because the other teams have been been playing together, you know, preseason plus seven games now is that less of an edge or do we think that was ever the edge maybe seattle maybe seattle but there are not going to be a lot of teams like that and we i still think we had the edge over minnesota and that easily could have been a draw or a win slight win for us so i think this was just a tough game against a superior opponent this loss makes the minnesota loss hurt more yeah might regret that loss more in the end uh, the other thing that Phil and I were talking about was, is it possible that we, this is the team that we are? We're a we're a mid-table team, and there's nothing wrong with that. We're not going to be the LAFCs or or Seattle, but we're probably not going to be Montreal or Colorado. And you know, we should be we should be whoa, thinking over whoa, the course whoa. of the season whoa, sixth or seventh. I can't stand for this pessimism. <laughs> we lost to the team that won the Concacaf Champions League last year. But uh, finished 11th in the West. Yes, because of schedule demands and, and whatnot. Uh, sure. But they're a perennially powerful team that has become even more powerful uh, through key acquisitions in the offseason. Uh, there's no shame in losing to this team or the Minnesota team. That was that was probably more oh, No, I don't think there's any shame in, in any of it. And the scoreline was not as... It, it didn't really reflect the game again, in in my opinion. I three nil was not how this looked, and I don't think it's how it will look on rewatch. I the the, the wonder goal, the first one, maybe some defensive rotation could have been faster to to reduce the angles on that, but that was just a great strike from a player who had never scored before. So it's not like we gave it to him; he was on the edge of the box and he hit it first time. It was a it was a great goal. It was good of Berkey not to dive for that. And make it look better, make it look even better. The second goal, maybe we we want that one back. And the the own goal at the end. I mean, we were sort of in spin mode for the second goal, I think. And the third goal was part of the the need to get something back. I'm I'm with you though. I'm never going to get too upset about a, a late goal like that when you're when you're pressing forward. I don't think that necessarily speaks to the the truth of how most of the game went. You're you're playing different than than you would in an attempt to try and close Well, it was off back. a set piece, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't a great goal to concede. Nothing against the team. I'm just like, you know, maybe we're not going to run the run the league and be like, it's going to be a harder season than, than the initial euphoria had. Also, interesting to note, just doing some research, which is unlike me, uh, Seattle's uh, payroll this year is around $20 million, and ours is around eight and a half. So... Pretty big difference in in salaries there. I think that probably speaks to why they can have people coming off the bench that are game changers and and us not so much. Well, let's talk about any specific players that had good nights, bad nights for us. We had we had a starter from Perez. What do we think about him? He played soccer. I thought he was fine. Um, yeah, it's a good start for Perez. Uh, he is, is his positional play is is really strong from from what I can tell. He's rotating. He seems to be very aware. He's got his head on a swivel, as they say, and he's 
he's where he needs to be, but he's uh, he, his frame hasn't filled out, and so he goes up, you know, shoulder to shoulder with uh, someone a couple years older, and he just doesn't have the physicality to to win the fifty fifty. So he's there to challenge for him, but it looked to me like he was just not coming away with the ball in in challenges as, as much as you might need him to when he's playing in a three-man midfield against the one of the more potent teams in the league. But you know who was winning balls in the air in 50-50s for the first time? Well, no, he did, I guess, last game too, was our was Klaus. I'm, I'm saying this before the floodgates open. He did get a couple of nice headers that I previously he wouldn't have jumped for and tried to would have tried to play the man he was against. I think if Klaus hadn't scored goals early in St. Louis City's season, you wouldn't even know who he was in this game. He wouldn't even get a mention. Yep, agreed. I think he largely was invisible. I mean, he was a he's still a six foot three, lanky man. What? Are, well, so, what are you expecting from him in in these sort of patterns of play that we're looking at? What are you hoping for? I don't think he's responsible for you know. He's not responsible for the loss by any means. I just don't think there was much there, you know. I'd say goals. The passes weren't connecting, and you know, the whatever we were we were playing back. There aren't as many people up there for him to connect to. No, no team leader in forward passes received, for example. No alm. He and Joachini have a partnership. I don't know if it's effective. At producing goals. But the thing he can do, aside from having the ball passed to him by the other team, the thing he can do is dribble past people as if they weren't there and create a goal out of nothing, which no one else on the team can do. So he is, maybe he doesn't have a great XG, but he does have great potential. He has great potential for scoring a goal at any time. That's what that's something I like about it. I agree that we saw that earlier. I haven't even seen hints of that in the last two games. I think we're missing like a third runner. And when you line up in a 5-3-2, that's something you don't get as much of is that oh, like that back post run. Who's going to make that run? Are you going to ask Nelson to sprint up and down the pitch against Seattle for 90 minutes? There was at one point when he like he dummy he he did a dummy and let the ball roll past him from left to right and there was no one there. And then there was one where he backheeled it into space and like basically to the penalty spot and there was no one there arguably should be somebody there so if we're saying that it was the right tactic to come out but then saying it was a tactic that let us left us basically unable to create offense or are we saying that this was a play for a zero zero draw from the get-go well ostensibly you have well i think would be fine to go into seattle and say we're playing for a zero zero draw i think you i think you play for a zero zero you play f- for a draw with the potential for opportunities on a on a counter. Yeah, a counter or a set piece. You nick a goal and then you pack it in. I think yeah. you're right. That's why everyone loves the Italians in the World Cup. That's what Minnesota did to us. True. I I can't think of any other players that stood out because they all looked the same. Uh, Tim Parker. Because of your colorblind. Was it time? <laughs> right, well, yes. well, Tim Parker doesn't help because he has red <laughs> Yeah, no, there's that guy was even uh, he I think he did okay. Um yeah. You know, he's he he's a solid 
solid force back there. Yeah, um, talk about winning 50-50s. That's, a, that's her man. Yeah, the center backs look good, but there were three of them. They, they were That was taking up a lot of our manpower. I didn't notice a lot from, from Hebert, but again, pretty difficult for me to pick out individual players. Hebert was pretty quiet tonight. Parker had some had some good stuff. Um, the early uh, remind me who had the yellow, who got the yellow card early on. Nerwinski? No, 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 no. It was the other center back. Nelson? No, 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 no. Bartlett. Bartlett. Thank you. The early yellow on Bartlett probably didn't help things. Uh, uh, I'm going to say that was another weak yellow. That was, that was a, a weak, weak yellow. Yellow. You don't do that at six minutes into a game. Chris, how's a uh, Red Star doing? Any games since we last chatted? Uh, I, we beat our perennial rival. Did I talk about that? We Minsk. Won. Minsk. The Minsk. We beat Minsk three two. Nice. So are you in Champions League position right now? That certainly helps our chances. We've got a couple important games against people around the same place in the table these next couple weeks. But if we can get any. And more than two points out of the next two fixtures, I think we'll be be bound for Champions League football, which is exciting. Chris, this is great news. You sent them back on their motorbikes across town. Yep, and they were very sad, like on the verge of tears. Uh, as similar to your broom stacking tradition, we always go to the Biahoy and we sit on our tiny plastic stools and celebrate, commiserate, and you know, bury the hatchet with the other team. And they were so despondent and downtrodden because it very well may make it impossible for them to win the league, this defeat. And they did not see it coming. They totally did not expect the result. Does does the winner buy beers for everyone? No. Okay. No. It's just a communal There's experience. no need. The beer's so cheap, you don't need to. That's a good point. Good <laughs> like point. an empty gesture, really. <laughs> Well, that's great. I'm I'm excited. All right, gentlemen, any final thoughts before we close out around the virtual table? I mean, Battlehawks had a super exciting win today. Cardinals finally showed some some starting pitching. So, we're going to go with despite this it was a good day in St. Louis sports. That's how I'm choosing to to view today. Well, I don't think we need to be as downtrodden as, as you all seem to be. I think we can take this with a grain of salt. And it, even going into this game, we had uh, several injuries on our books. We never seen Zid Nielsen, our one of our starting defenders, uh, play in a game this season. He hasn't played a single minute. Uh, he's still recovering. Uh, Alm, my theory is Alm is the is the central cog to our our pressing machine and without him we just we we don't have anybody to receive those forward passes and now with blom out probably i mean if it's a groin pull then it's going to be weeks probably uh then i mean we can we can be kind to ourselves we can be gentle it's stressful for both fans and the players and i'm not worried uh, I'm 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 willing to stand by my prediction of fifth place and a deep cup run. So let's uh, let's settle down. I like that, Chris. I think you're right. We'll uh, we'll end on that optimism. All right, we'll be back midweek with a look ahead to the Cincinnati game. In the meantime, 
Thank you all for getting on.